Welcome to Miss Retro Reads. Did you enjoy our last books, The Grim Fairy Tales? I have to say that I forgot most of them. I even forgot Hansel and Gretel. I was trying to tell it the other day to somebody and I had forgotten all about what it was, so I read it. So we're going to learn today facts known by a few about two kinds of drinks. I was going to do chocolate and then I thought, you know what? Lint's right around the corner. I can't do that to these poor people when they've given up things for Lint to sit there and have me talk about chocolate. So I'm going to talk about the three most important drinks in the world today, the ones that people drink the most. Can you guess what they are? The most drunk beverage in the world is water, of course. The second is tea, and the third is coffee. Which one do you like the best? I like water the best, but for me, coffee, oh yeah. Iced tea is good too. Gustav of Sweden was convinced coffee was bad for you. In his kingdom, there were identical twins who were sentenced to death. The king said they could live if one would drink three pots of tea a day for the rest of her life, and if the other one would drink three pots of coffee a day for the rest of her life. The tea-drinking twin died first at 83. The king never knew the outcome of the experiment. He was assassinated in 1792. Coffee is said to have been discovered for its caffeinated qualities by goats in Ethiopia. Their owner noticed how they danced about after they had eaten some fruit with the coffee beans inside. The fruit kind of looks like grapes, but it's red in color. Be interesting to see how it tastes. Tea is said to have fallen into a cup of hot water that the Chinese emperor Shenong had. He had the habit of boiling water before drinking it, and I suppose it fell from a, a tea bush nearby. Where would we be without the first brew? It takes 2,000 tea leaves to make one pound of tea. When Americans dumped the tea overboard at the Boston Tea Party, it was about 92,000 pounds of tea. Tea was introduced to England in 1662 when Charles II married Portugal's Catherine Borgonza. It became popular in 1840 to have tea at 4 p.m. In the late 1800s, green tea was the most popular drink in America. But during World War II, green tea was hard to get and black tea was imported from India instead. Iced tea became a hit at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis because of the heat. Ice was added and was an instant success. 85% of tea in the U.S. is drunk iced. I love some iced tea. Black Bart, the pirate, only drank black tea and water, no rum. The latest British tanks have a requirement that they must be able to boil water on board so they can make their tea at four o'clock. Seems like four o'clock would be a great time to start a battle with the English, just saying. Coffee facts. 
Beethoven had to have sixty beans in his coffee each day. Hmm, what a snob! Only two U.S. states grew coffee: Hawaii and California. Brazil produces forty percent of the world's coffee. Looks like the fifteenth century was when coffee started being drunk. Cream Puff, a cat owned by a Texas owner, had cream and coffee every day and lived to be thirty-eight years old. Usually, a cat lives only fifteen years. It takes seventy-one coffee beans to make an espresso. Americans drink more than one thousand cups per year of coffee. Coffee was the first food to be freeze-dried. The country that drinks the most coffee is Finland. What's your favorite cup of coffee? Do you drink it? I love cappuccino myself, and iced tea is the best for me. Books I have known. I'd like to share with you a book that I really enjoyed called *The Shadow of His Wings* by Jerome Goldman. It's put out by Ignatius Press. That's spelled I G N A T I U S. Press P R E S S, and <clears throat> it was set in like the nineteen thirties, forties. There's a young man growing up, and he meets this Franciscan priest who tells him all about Japan. And ever since he had met him, that's all he wanted to do was become a priest and missionary and go to Japan and help the people in Japan. So that's his dream. But his mother passes away, and he becomes very sad. And he decides he's going to be a better person now that his mother has passed away. But he had a teacher who was a nun, and she decided that she would adopt him spiritually when his mother died. He told、uh, she told him this, but I don't think he really understood what that meant. Because if you adopt somebody physically, you would take care of them, you would feed them and shelter them, give them clothes, and love them. But if you're adopting someone spiritually, that means that you're praying for them, and God might even give you some of the sufferings that that person would have instead of that person, and you would make sure that they have the salvation of their soul. So that's what this nun was doing, and you won't believe the amazing war stories in this that he survived because he had to become a soldier in World War II. He was.、Um, Forced into being a soldier, so there's lots of amazing stories where he survives. He gets put in a prison camp, and when he's in a prison camp, he would get the soldiers together and give them little talks of encouragement. And there was this one story that I really remember that struck me. And、um, this man came up. He was extremely, extremely upset. And、um, Jerome Goldman said, "What's wrong?" And he said, "I just got a letter that my whole family is dead; that they were blown up in a, a house, something to do with I can't remember how it happened, but they were all deceased, and he couldn't even leave to go to their funeral because he was a prisoner in camp. And he said, 'Please tell me what you spoke to us about yesterday.' And so." Goldman was like going, "Oh no, what did I say yesterday? I can't remember. I give so many talks," and he said it was on the Our Father, and he said, "Just say it with me." So they said the Our Father, and when they came to, "Thy will be done," 
that's when the person whose family had died just relaxed and said, I can do it now. Thank you. So when we have something really hard in our lives, it actually helps us if we just say, okay, God, I don't understand this. I don't understand what's going on. But in, in a way, it's your will, either your will or your permissive will. So thy will be done. And when you do that, you just let go of that. You don't try to control it anymore. And it helps you a great deal. So that's what I remember was that story. But you might find other things that you think are more interesting in this. It goes all the way until um, the end of his life. So you might be interested in that. Especially if you like war stories, you might like that. I found that story very helpful to me. But you might find something else interesting in this book. There's a lot of stuff in it, and it's very exciting. It's amazing to think that it's a true story. So for It's All Good, I would like to recommend a movie. It's black and white, but hey, you can get past that. And it is called 12 O'Clock High, starring Gregory Peck. It's a war movie about flyers who are Americans in England, and um, they are in World War II. They are uh, going over Germany and they are bombing certain factories that are producing airplanes and bombs and such. Um, but for some reason, this one squadron is having terrible problems where they're having more accidents or deaths in their squadron than others. And so the commander there. They're saying, we don't think you're a very good commander because your group is failing. And he said, no, it's just bad luck. And these poor boys, we need more planes and we need more this and that. And they're just overworked. And I don't understand why you're making us, you know, work so hard. And so they're like, obviously, you're not a good commander. So they switch him out with Gregory Peck. And so he has all these young men who have felt sorry for themselves for so long and they just say, why are we in this war? And he says, look, we're in a war, a shooting war. And I don't want to hear any more about why we're here. And oh, woe is me. And he said, think of yourselves as already dead. Don't have plans to go home and all this. Because if you don't focus in on what you're doing, you're not going to be good at it. And it's a very good concept in life. Let's say that you're a runner. You're a track runner, but you keep on thinking, well, maybe I don't want to focus totally on this. Maybe I want to be a baseball player. Well, you're not going to be good at either one if you can't focus in on just one of them. Maybe some people can do that where they can focus in on two sports. It's very unusual, but something like that, an example, you got to focus in on what you're doing. Or like if you're married, you only focus in on that one relationship. And you don't go looking for another relationship because otherwise you'll ruin the one you have. So whatever you do in life, you got to focus in on that one thing. And I like the way this kind of corresponds to some people today where they just think, oh, woe is me. I've had it so hard in life. Come on, get over it. You know, we've got lots of bad things that happen to us in life. It's what you do with it. So that's a fun movie. He says a lot of funny things to the men, and I won't tell you what happens at the end, but it's a really good ending. I think you'll enjoy it. So that's the show for this week, and the next book we're going to read is called Father Brown by G.K. Chesterton. It is a mystery, 
And it's kind of surprising because a priest, you would expect to be the last one who would know about crime. But this priest has had so many um, people who have come to him trying to get help spiritually who were bad guys that they told him a lot about the ways they break into safes and different ways that they might trick people into getting their money. So everyone is surprised that this priest, who's very kind of, he doesn't look like he would know much about such things, um, knows quite a lot about the criminal mind. So it's pretty interesting, and I think you might enjoy it. That's going to be next, and have a good week. And thanks for listening to Miss Retro Reads. Miss Retro Reads is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is an app that helps you record your podcasts, edit it, insert music or sound effects, or even background music. There's so much more you can do with this app than I do. And they distribute it wherever you're listening to it right now. So thanks, Anchor.